And we are back live from Studio 98 in the wonderful Hot Takes 9. It's the same place you hear Hot Takes from. But we are back with Down and Dirty, Episode 3, Season 1. I'm joined by the first time we've ever actually had a guest other than Josh. That's right. Mr. Jared Buchanan. Jared, thanks for coming on for me, buddy. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad to talk sports with you and Josh. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And of course, I am joined by my boss and also one of my best friends, Joshua Sauce. The boss man. But yes. don't, you don't have to call me the boss. You don't. You definitely don't need to call me a guest. I'm not a guest. This is my house. Yeah. If anything, uh, we're guests. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm your producer, I guess you could say. But that's what we're here for. Let's do it. And we got a lot of action coming to you guys today. But before I do start any of that, I'm going to put you guys on a quick break, and we'll be back with all the action. All right. So starting off today's episode, we have a little bit of some NBA news. The NBA plans on starting the 2021 season on Christmas Day, and it's going to be like a 42-game season. So meaning like you'd have 30 games, and then you'd have like a small break. I think they said they'd do 30 games, and then the All-Star break, and then 12 games, and then the playoffs. So I, my question for that is, they, what is the goal there? Like, are they trying to do that, like, Permanently, or they're just trying to make up their COVID? Okay, so what they're trying to do is, usually the NBA season starts in October and it'll end in June of the next year. Right. So they're going to try and start it in December and end it in June like they normally would, and then the next season, gotcha. go back to normal. So it just pick up where it would usually left off. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not a big NBA fan. I don't keep up with it. That's why I didn't know that. Um, I did not even know that they were planning on starting their um, season on Christmas Day. I think that's a great move for them, though. I think that'll get a lot of attention. I think, um, I think it's smart. It's just, as NBA fans, it's gonna suck from go, like only having forty two games and then the playoffs and then you're done. Yeah, I agree on that. But I, but the NBA offseason kind of uh, ends quickly. Like it's it's pretty short. And and even even when you're having that, you're like they're signing free agents and making trades and you got the draft and then and then you're here playing. We go. Yeah, yeah, it's time to go. But damn it, it's gonna feel so long. It's, but, Without NBA basketball. Yeah. Continue your point, though. I did kind of interrupt you there. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, every year there's games for NBA on Christmas Day, and my point was going to be, like, if they were going to start it, because I did hear a report on them trying to start it on MLK Day in January, and I wasn't a big fan of that because what's Christmas without NBA basketball games? That is probably the worst decision i mean i get like what the the goal is there that's that in and of itself is pretty smart but that's kind of like really you're gonna wait until january what's that the 21st or something like something that? like that yeah, it's late january that is, that is that is dumb and then you're gonna start playoffs in april so you're only gonna give four four regular season months yeah that, that, yeah that's nah. stupid to me a lot of big storylines though with the with the NBA. Um, you got some stuff on here, but I found this uh, on Instagram earlier. Um, we get next season in the NBA. We get a healthy Durant and Kyrie together. We get the Warriors healthy with the second overall pick. Giannis still doesn't know where he's going to play at. The Lakers are coming off of a title. Luca is coming back from an injury, and when guys like Luca come back from injuries, that's normally huge. Um, then well, there's some coach news, and this is your show, so I'm going to give that to you, son. Yeah, uh, the Pelicans hired Stephen Van Gundy, and 
I just want to say this about him. He has never successfully led a team ever. He had a really Not good he had a really good team in Detroit and he fucked it up. He had a really good team. He was the assistant coach for Milwaukee and they just can't like Whatever team he's on, they can't win. Like, he's going to single-handedly make Zion look like he's not even that good of a player just because of how bad he's going to manage that talent. Like, he is – like, if if the Boston Celtics got rid of Brad Stevens and hired Stephen Van Gundy, I would no longer be a Celtics fan. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a bad move. Yeah, he is so shit. I. Great X's and O's coach, though. Yeah, but he's just not a motivator. Like, yeah. Like, he couldn't even motivate Blake Griffin. And Blake Griffin loves playing basketball. Yeah, he's the most motivated you're probably going to find. Yeah, like, he's going to – he wakes up and he's like, dude, I want to go fucking play hoops. And then <laughs> Steven Ringer is like, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. And he's like, all right, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> this shit's whack. Jared, what do you think about the hire? I can see it going either way. I mean, the Pelicans are are still a sort of young team. And the Lakers did trade, like, all of their – picks from 2017 i believe to the pelicans for anthony davis so i think it's going to take like a couple more years for them to get to where they want to be but i think zion has the full potential of next season being being one of the best players unless zion becomes something like like even if he becomes like half of what lebron is they'll be okay but like if you're steven van gundy and if you fuck up zion's career like you should just retire. Like, there's no coming back from that. Because Zion is the most, like, touted NBA prospect we've had since LeBron. Like, he's... I agree Like, everybody's, that. like, sold on the on Zion being the chosen one. I... So, I still stand by what Hot Takes stance was originally with Zion. Um, he was in college during our first season, so obviously we had a lot to talk about there um, on our when we were doing it on um, Instagram Live. Um, but I still stand by my point that, um, Zion is basketball wise, super overrated, but hold on. Don't you make faces at me too. (laughs) That's just who I am. I can't hide my face. You get on my own fucking show and and make faces (laughs) at me like I'm an idiot. I was making faces at Alex. You made, but let's, let's be correct. Or let's think about this for a minute. You made a face at me last, last week when I said that South Carolina was going to beat Auburn and what happened. Yeah, so shut your mouth. All right, that's um, that's a good point. Um, so, I'm not saying that he's like bad. Obviously, he's really good. He can jump through the ceiling. He's a huge guy. Good luck standing on his back and keeping him away from the rim. Like he's a he's a NFL tight end playing basketball. Like, which is the reverse of what we're used to hearing about. Everybody wants to talk about guys who could have been stars in the NBA just because of the way they can jump and they can go up and catch it and make athletic plays when they're huge big guys and play tight end in the NFL. They could be playing in the NBA. Well, he's the opposite. I just think that he's a he's a talented guy. He is an athletic freak, and being an athletic freak is what makes him successful, not necessarily his basketball talent. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying that he's not still a first-round pick. But I think that him being the number one overall pick last year was kind of bogus. Um, I think that John Morant was going to be a better player, and he was. And I won money off him being rookie of the year because I'm a genius. And, um, yeah, I just don't know. Like, 
I feel like health-wise, though, if Zion was healthy, he would have won Rookie of the Year. Here's the thing that I don't see with Zion that, like, you want to compare him to LeBron. Um, no, I don't think no, no, no. Yeah, he's no, the I player. Guess, you, the you hype compare, around him yeah, is no, compared yeah. to like what yeah, LeBron. I, 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 I'm with you. I'm not saying anything that you're not. I'm I'm agreeing with you. But if you if you were to compare him there, his leadership is nowhere near LeBron's. LeBron came in as an 18 year old and was able to lead the Cavaliers to much better than what they would have been without him. Oh yeah, because they're shit now. I mean, yeah, and he, they were shit when he was with them. Yeah, yeah, they were awful. Yeah, they were 2017, 2018. Those two teams, the team that won the championship, bad. Yeah, other yeah. than Kyrie, yeah, especially, it was LeBron and Kyrie. Especially the ones that went to the championship and lost, they were really bad. Yes, yeah, they Dude. just had the best player in the league on it. Yeah, when he was twenty two, and. And yeah, in 07. Finals, he, yeah. yeah, when he was young, when he was old, they doesn't had, matter. They yeah. had no business being when in the playoffs. No, oh, and that team, the team when J.R. Smith blows the game and does all that, like, they didn't even need to be in the, you said had no business being in the playoffs with that other team. I don't know if that team deserves to be in the playoffs. And they were, they had, was that um, the Warriors? Yeah. Had them on the ropes, man. Yeah, they 2017. They had them. They had them. Yeah. I like mean, they in game one, they, they should have won game one. Comparative, It's comparative to the Tennessee-Alabama game in 2015. Like, we did not have any reason to be in that game. Yeah. As far as the overlook, talent-wise, yeah, we definitely should have been in that game and should have won it. But um, it's just back to the mismanagement of talent there. But, dude, the the – their situation was more of just one play, one blunder that ended up losing them a championship. But they shouldn't – they maybe shouldn't have been in the playoffs. They yeah. were bad. No. Yeah. yeah. Who else was on that team that was – that's notable? Like, yeah. good basketball. Player. Right. JR in his day is pretty good. I mean, you can't – you can't say he's not like when he was in the Knicks and everything. Like, yeah. Oh, on the Nuggets. He was the top nuggets. five shooting guard in the league that year. Um, That's easy. JR, yeah, JR's always been a really good basketball player. He's kind of old and just makes a mistake. But other than – I mean, again, I'm not a big NBA fan, but, dude, JR was like maybe the next best player on that team. And yeah. They were bad. And he wasn't yeah. that good that year. He was not He good. was not he good at all. Good. They are bad. See, that's why that's why the I'm not gonna get into the whole goat debate because I'll sit here and talk for two hours on that shit. But I'll fire you. Yeah. But the We were talking earlier about redoing your contract next month. It, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But the GOAT debate is stupid because if you think it like the competition LeBron has played, like when it comes to like how stacked the teams he's played, the twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen Warriors would blow any team that Jordan had out of the water. It'd be four oh, still the same thing that LeBron had. And Jordan had an excuse to have Pippen and Robin. So, like, they would get swept. The 2016 team would sweep them. True. Any team. Like, and I have an argument that LeBron could be any team that Jordan beat in the finals by himself. You're saying that 17 um, Warriors team with KD could have swept the 96 Bulls? Yes. Easily. Who's guarding KD? I'm not giving you swept. I'll give you beat. But I'm not getting no. you swept. Yeah, swept. There's nobody athletically who you can guard sweep, Curry. You don't sweep anybody easily. It's hard to beat somebody four times in a row. Yeah, that is t- yeah. that is hard. But the it, talent, the talent's not even close though. It. You have Jordan. Okay, obviously I'm going to give you Jordan over Clay. That's simple. Like Jordan's better than Clay. Steph so, wait, would Let's, obliterate John Paxson. What's the? John Paxson's the point guard. Yes, I'm not. 
or Steve Kerr. So whoever you want to put at point guard that, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that Steve Kerr guarding um, Clay Thompson and Michael Jar- guarding uh, Cl- um, Steph. That's that's that. I would like to watch that kind of. I just don't think Kerr would be able to keep like. As, Steve Kerr was good defensively, and he could drop three. Yeah, but as fluent as the Golden State offense was that year, like the way they moved, I don't think Kerr – like that's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, but if yeah. Steve Kerr's playing for the other team, he's also not coaching the Warriors. Yeah, but you have to – it's an alternate universe, so you have to say that he's there no. at two different times. No. Okay. He's not coaching – But you can't, can't take can't you can't coach, take the coach and put him on a, t- on a different team. You can't coach and play the game at the same time. I don't care. Well, then it's a coach. No, he was a key player on that basketball team. He, he came off the player. bench. Okay, Jared Garrett okay. won Tennessee a lot of games. I don't want to talk about bench. that piece of shit. But anyways, but, but he did. He, he was a key part yeah, of our team. He in did the, in the in the uh, Kentucky game, in the Indiana game, in the South Carolina game. He was a key player. He didn't start any of them. Okay, so, so and and he won us those games. So yeah, Steve Kerr. I don't. I did, I was not okay. alive in '96, but I'm sure won them some games. So you're Maybe saying lost them some games. So you're saying Steve Kerr, Garden Clay. And Jordan Garden Curry and Pippen on KD, right? Probably. And Rodman on Green and well, who's going to guard Iggy? That's what I'm saying. If you're going to stretch the but, floor so much, and okay, Pippen's not going to stop KD one on one. He's coming off the bench. He's not. He's well, not a key player. Their best five. Well, you put Kerr off the bench, so I'm taking Iggy off the bench. Iggy did win 2015 Finals MVP. I just want to say that you have a lot of holes in your argument. I'm not. I don't. You took (laughs) Kerr off the bench, so I'm taking Iggy off the bench. I'm just. I'm just messing with you. I. I don't. I'm not saying at all that I think they're going to win. I'm just playing a little devil's advocate. I don't think. I'm just saying that I don't think they can sweep them, especially not as easily as what you're saying. Like you're saying that they're just going to show up and and Michael may may as well just stay at home, may as well just not come. I mean, Michael may go out and get fifty, but they're going to lose about thirty plus every game. Because okay. KD's every 2016, single game, yes. Curry was no. just insane. Curry, he can pull up from the. I'm logo. talking pre-injury Curry before he hurt his knee, before he hurt his ankle. I don't care. That- that 2016 Curry could do anything. He, he put he had 50 a monster in on the whoever game. in the 90s. I'm not that disagreeing that they're bad. Why am I getting attacked like You're not. Bad? I'm just saying I don't see it. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not really disagreeing that they're going to sweep them. They may, but it's not. You're saying that it's going to be easy. And you're talking. We're already, we just talked about the damn um, LeBron team for, that they beat. Dude, that was not a good team. They had one good player, and it was LeBron. The Bulls had a lot of good players. Yeah. A lot of good players. So, I don't know about beating them by 30 every game. That's a little bit uh, – that belo- that belongs on my show, not yours. My show is called Hot Takes. We're supposed to get down and dirty on here. Yeah. Okay, fine, fine. But speaking of LeBron, his former head coach, Tyron Lue, who, by the way, is 1-12 without LeBron in his career as a head coach. He is 1-12. Yeah, he's 1-12, and, and the Clippers – being the Clippers decided to make them make him their next head coach. You went from Doc Rivers, but you can't screw up with that roster. Not very much. There's there's a reason they split up with Doc Rivers and it's not so much performance based as far as like winning and losing. It is more of a performance based like dude. You mismanage this and also we don't agree on a lot of things. Yeah. Doc Rivers belongs on hot takes too. He has some hot takes. He yeah, has some. Interesting I don't like Doc Rivers. Yeah, I, I think Doc Rivers one of the most overrated coaches. Easily, easily, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, literally, like 
anytime he's coaching, he's just standing there just watching. Like, I don't see him, like... Oh, he's a terrible game manager. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And when when he won the title in 08 for the Celtics, obviously, you know, like, hell yeah, you beat Kobe. But what have you done since then? Like, you've not done shit. And that's... He hasn't done it. That's easily the best Celtics team since the 80s. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He got a lot of attention for that and a lot of respect for that, but that was the roster all day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ray Allen was in his prime, one of the – probably the second greatest three-point shooter of all time. Paul Paul Pierce, I mean, he almost – I mean, he just won a – he won the finals MVP, so clearly he was in his prime. Garnett was the best defensive player that year. Rondo is playoff Rondo. I mean – when Rondo gets, he, he was dropping still exists. Yeah, he was dropping like 45, 19, and 13 in that series. Like, yeah, you should fr- fucking win. You should win the finals that year. I'll give you the Celtics in 08 sweeping the 96 Bulls. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that shit too, buddy. Okay, one more NBA thing, and then we have a small NFL thing, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll go back with college football that we love talking about. This may be considered a hot take, and I know this isn't hot take, but the Wizards. If they stay healthy, we'll compete for the East this Hasn't next that year. Been their thing though for yeah, like a while. Yeah, but I'm just saying you like have John Wall's been there. They have like the number three pick, right, or four? It's three or four. Yeah, it, I know I think that it's four. It's three or four. So they're gonna get the fourth that... pick. John Wall's gonna be healthy. Which, by the way, I'm taking John Wall over every point guard in the NBA other than Steph Curry if he's healthy. I where, agree with that. John Wall's one of the quickest point guards in the leagues, too. Where are the Wizards' holes? Like, what do they need? They can't rebound that well. They're, like, 30th in the league in rebounding. Hey, man. But they just got Rui Hachimura back. And he's, like, he was a top 10 rebounder in the league last year. Obi Toppin. You said they have what pick? The fourth. So Obi Toppin's probably going three to the Cavs. Trade up. I mean, but what do you got to give for that? Because you don't want to give up Bradley Bill or John Wall for a, for one more pick, like for one pick higher. Because that's your that's because your keys. If you do, there's there's you, a way though. I mean, I mean, yeah. There's, if there's and, a will, there's a way. Knows, who knows if the Cavs are like dead set on picking third? Oh, they've already like said, hey, I'm picking this dude, that Obi dude, whatever. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. Yeah, he's like they're like I'm. Yeah, I'm picking this guy. Yeah. Um. If they can get Obi Toppin, then um. Yeah, I will be immediately dropping a bet on the Wizards uh, for a championship. Word. I mean, that's not a bad. That's not a bad bet. I mean, the Wizards are good. The moment it happens, I will take that bet. Yeah, the, I mean, the Wizards are good. I don't. I don't know if they have the talent to compete with us. Us being the Celtics, I'm a Celtics fan. I don't think they can beat the Heat in seven games. I think they can give Didn't them six or seven. Fan? No, I, I was a Steph Curry fan. I still am a Steph Curry fan, but my team was not doing anything in the playoffs, so it's really hard to. You're bandwagon as hell. Bullshit! Oh I'm my a, god! I'm a Seahawks I'm, fan. I'm a. I've been a Seahawks fan since 28. Oh, I said 28, 2008. 28. Yeah. No, when they had Matt Hassel back and we sucked and we threw an interception to after we said, we're going to get good. the ball and go score. They were good. No, we weren't that good. <laughs> but it's okay. Speaking of the Seahawks, we're going to go get Man, A.B. I'll take that. I'll take that. We're getting A.B. I'll take that Seahawks team to sweep the 96 Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> In what sport? Football. Oh, well, yeah. I should hope so. Yeah, man, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's proof right there. Yeah, I mean, we're – just so zero. you know that you're never you're never gonna lose that one. It's no, just always I'm gonna keep. Yeah, I know. Keep that one. You'd probably take the 2020 Tennessee football team to sweep the '96 Bulls too, football, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> God, maybe not. It depends who's playing quarterback. Anyways, Jared. I question a 60 year old Michael Jordan at DB. 
No, I'm taking MJ. <laughs> <laughs> if Garantano's throwing it, I'll take anybody. I'll take I'll take Jared covering the receivers if Garantano's throwing it. Anyways, Jared, you're a Patriots fan, and you had AB. Yeah, for, for like for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Do you think AB's passed all that bullshit that like with the helmet and all that dumb shit, or do you think he's still going to be a bitch? He's always uh, honestly. Be a bitch. I think he might be past it because if if the Seahawks do end up signing him, I'm putting them in the Super Bowl this year. We're already in the Super Bowl because Russell Wilson's having an MVP caliber season. They already have DK Metcalf at receiver, who's. This is second year, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is the second year, and he had a monster rookie season. He's a young Jerry Rice. And their offense is just, <laughs> like, so Twice. overpowered. He's so – we're and so good. I don't see he any defense so being times. able to stop them. I'll, I'll say it till I die. And just adding A.B. will literally, like, it'll be over. seal it for the Super Bowl. Because that, that'll take away any hope the Packers have to beat us because their secondary is about as good as ours is. It's there until it's not. You're Over the right. middle, we they we get burned and we will burn that shit all day. Um, dude, as far as like you talked about AB with the with the Patriots, dude, if Bill Belichick of all people couldn't wedge AB's head out of his ass, see, then no one can do that. See, you say I, you I, say so that there's, there's there's a lot of trust for me with Pete Carroll. But AB, uh, it's it's really stuck up there, and uh, he's gonna have a lot of trouble getting it out. We say that, but Percy Harvin was a fucking idiot on the Jets, Man. and then he went to Seattle, and he just played football, and then we, he won a Super Bowl. Percy Harvin and AB do not compare in any way. No, AB Percy Harvin was. A million Percy Harvin in high school was better than AB in the NFL. Percy Harvin was a whoa, whoa. You think he's better than all time than AB? Okay, the high school thing is a little bit. Of I was about to say, I was like, it's, I was it's like, a joke, but yeah, to, like all together, yeah, he's better. I know he's an idiot. He's, he's he way faster. Sure. That's for damn sure. Like speed wise, it's not even close. He Percy Harvin's NFL career was really, really short and not very telling about how good he is. But watch him. This was when we were kids. But watch him when he was at Florida, man. He yeah. Was oh yeah. There are people still wearing around the number one Florida jersey. And I hate Percy Harvin. I mean, I hate Florida. I, yeah, I got I, this is Florida. off topic as fuck. But I would burn their stadium down if I, if I if I could choose one building to burn down in the whole United States, and I wouldn't get a charge for it. It'd be Ben Hill Griffin Stadium ten times that out of ten. Almost happened. Yeah, I know. And I I honestly went to bed that night, and God probably hates me for this, but I prayed. I was like, God, please don't let them put that out of the fire. Just let it burn to the ground. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. All right, It's a shitty stadium. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. The only reason reason that I said an hour ago on Hot Takes that that, uh, Kroger Field's worse than Ben Hill Griffin Stadium is because I haven't been there yet, so I don't know how terrible it is, but it's bad. Well, I went and watched them when they had Tebow, back when they were, like, good, the Tennessee game, and, dude, like, you go in and dude, I swear there was like shit in the floor, like there, like human shit, like not just like trash, like there was shit in the floor, and like groundskeepers were just walking by it, like just not picking the shit up. It really makes you wonder how it got there. <laughs> it's a Florida fan, dude. Florida fans are dumb as hell. So Roshan, if you're listening to this, you're dumb as hell for being a Florida fan. But anyways, we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back with college football. We're gonna talk Tennessee versus Bama. 
and how long it think it takes till we start crying during that game. So we will be right back. We are back with some more down and dirty. Moving over to college football, our favorite sport, easily. The best sport in American history. Facts. Facts. FSU, Jared, me and Josh disrespected the shit out of FSU last week. Like, we... I listened, and yeah, yeah we did. We disrespected the shit out of them. Like, Very much so. Uh, we don't believe in Mike Norvell yet. We think he could be a good coach. Josh said he's more likely to go back to Memphis before he actually makes FSU any good. What? I, that, <laughs> that has nothing to do with Florida State and everything to do with Mike Norvell. Yeah, he's a quitter. But anyways... Jared, did you did you did you watch the game? I didn't I didn't watch the game. I just I got the update on ESPN. I actually wasn't able to watch the game, but I was keeping up with it on the Jared, ESPN. You missed the one time yeah. you're gonna win. Your one time you're gonna team. win the whole. I know it sucked. <laughs> I didn't think we were gonna win. I I don't blame you. Like if Tennessee wins tomorrow, I'll I'll, I'll, yeah, I might miss it. I yeah, miss it. I might miss it. Like I'll like Josh talked about it earlier on Hot Takes. Like like he's gonna be so emotionally drunk. I might be right there with him. Like, I might come over and bring the rest of those Smirnoffs and just really just cry together, have just a powwow. Yeah. I think – but, yeah, I want to hear the rest of what Jared has said. Yeah, your I Florida State Seminoles. I think from the get-go, James Blackman wasn't the answer at all. He was a turnover machine. We couldn't win games with him or even keep it close with, like, teams that are just as bad as us. I hate to interrupt you again, but uh, every other fan base knew that in the same team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we have a quarterback, Jordan Travis, who he played a little bit last season, and he balled out last season, and we still went with Blackman. And I really do not know why, because all he did was – Either throw a pick or get sacked, or it was just a bad play. Where have I heard of Jordan Travis before? He was the like the winner of the punt pass kick champ contest of this last year. What the hell is that? It's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a it's like a distance. Like you see how far you can throw, how far you can kick, and how far you can punt it, and then they can t- take your overall score. Well, good for him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's how I know him. Bleacher Report glad told he me. played soccer when he was in high school. Hell, but, I don't know, man. But I don't – I've heard of him, but I don't know where – He like, beat Boston College last year, basically by himself. In the, that, I mean, that, I, I don't know. That, I don't know. I don't know how you've heard of him. Um, like, it, like, something like he was on, like, one of those QB1 show kind of things or something like that. Like, I've heard of him. I don't know where. I mean, I, I figured – I mean, you're a Florida State fan. Yeah, sure, you know. I, but. I, I think he was on one of those shows that you are talking about. I'm Google him. But – he, uh, I'm gonna Google him and stop interrupting you. Is what I'm gonna do. He always makes the. He usually makes the right decision. I believe he's a sophomore this year, and for him to go out in his first like start this season against the top I, five team in the country. That yeah, is not, I, I googled him. That is not the guy that I thought it was. So no, I I just I guess just a common name. I don't know. <laughs> And that was the first time since 2007 that Florida State was unranked at home and be the top five AP team in the nation. And I'm not going to lie, we almost did choke that game because we didn't. I don't think we scored at all in the second half. And North Carolina was rallying in, in that whole second half coming back. And I, I still can't believe y'all had a 31 nothing lead at halftime. 
Like that, I know. It don't even seem like we did. That shit doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Like, how are we going to have a 31-0 lead and then And then only win, win by three. Yeah. And not even score. Like, I don't understand that shit. Like, I understand, like, coaches make adjustments at halftime. Like, like it kind of takes me back to the Tennessee-Georgia game. To not even put up any points or even have one play over 20 yards in the second half against Georgia. Right. And then Florida State's offense just completely stalls. Like, that does like, that's the most 2020 shit ever. Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Like, to not even get a play over 15-plus yards, a, field, a, a fucking field goal. Like, most college kickers, if you get inside the 40-yard line, you're going to make the field goal. Right. To not so, even get a field goal in the set, whole second half, not even score, and you still win by three. Like, you got to – like, that first half, like, what What the hell did he give the players in the locker room? North Carolina did steroids in the locker room on so, halftime. So he transferred. He was a Louisville transfer. That's where I know him from. When he was in the transfer portal. That's the only way I know him. Oh, yeah, because Tennessee's shopping for quarterbacks. Well, I mean, that was years ago, but we, years ago. Well, we'll still so. take him. Well, he's not currently in the transfer portal. I know, but we'll take anybody at this point. Anybody. Anyway, okay, I have a whole rant about that coming up. But, okay, Jamie Pruitt fired Jimmy Brumball. Bar, ball, however the fuck you say his name. I don't really care. Brumball. He's not a Tennessee coach anymore, so I don't really care. Never going to have to say that name ever again. Nope. <laughs> so Pruitt took over the D-line. I mean, the D-line should be good, I guess. I don't know. I don't I don't think that's that big of a breaking news, like hot topic. I just figured we'd tell everybody just in case they live under a rock. Well, um, so I think that Pruitt never was big on Jimmy Brumball anyway. But it, it speaks kind of to – how well he's able to get along with coaches for this to happen four games into a guy's tenure. But I think I think what happened was, obviously, Jeremy Pruitt wants Tosh Lapoy, um, who had some recruiting trouble and is not allowed in the SEC right now. His SEC suspension, though, is over in December, I believe. So... I think that Tosh Lapoy was always the guy that he wanted and the guy that he would have hired if he had that opportunity. Yeah. But he didn't obviously have that opportunity, and Derek Ansley coached with Jimmy Brumbaugh at Kentucky and said, man, I really think that uh, I think that he can do the job. And, and you know, it doesn't matter who you want. If if you got to hire somebody right now, you got to hire somebody right now. It is what it is. Yeah. Right. They had to hire somebody, and Ansley said Brumbaugh's the guy. He got here. Things didn't go like they were supposed to, didn't go well. Obviously not doing a very good job coaching the defensive line because they are awful. Yeah, I mean, they they weren't good last year, but they weren't that bad. Uh, They are not getting a push at all. So I think that Jeremy Pruitt taking over and not hiring somebody else is pretty – Pretty big sign that that's the direction that we're going. We're probably going to have. We should in December. We should beat Bama now with Pruitt coaching the D line. That's silly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. He did say that we've had probably three of our best days of practice um, since he's been at Tennessee, as far as the D line goes. Probably the best three days um, D line wise since he's been at Tennessee um, uh, after he's become the coach. But I mean, why uh, he not? Say yeah, that? I would say that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. Every- if they hired me tomorrow and uh, I was the head coach and I was a coach for a week and then I fired Chris Winkie and started coaching quarterbacks, 
then that Monday, after my first practice as the quarterbacks coach, I'm gonna be like, man, those quarterbacks have done so much better since I've got here. Yeah, <laughs> like we're day and night. It's not even close. It's not, yeah. Start start out every press conference. Like we really could have. We really could have played great. The way it was last Monday, the way that it's gonna be next Monday, totally different. Yeah, I'm way better. The, di- the difference is catastrophic. It's 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 humongous. Jared, do you think that really? matters like do you think it's going to be that big of a deal saturday uh i think i think the d-line can play a little better under pruitt because pruitt i think he is a a good defensive coach and i think yeah i think he'll make the line a little bit better a little bit but nothing too crazy though no i i think it'll make i think it'll make a difference but i don't think it or, or i think it will matter you said, do you think it'll matter? Do you think it will make a difference against Alabama? I think it'll matter, but it will not make a difference against Alabama. I think that we could uh, get several five-star recruits to reclassify and come play in the Alabama game, and it still wouldn't matter. Yeah, we're just – I mean – We're talent-wise behind, but, like, by more than we really even know. Yeah, I don't – but I hate that shit because, like, I feel like we have this. Oh, con- yeah, I feel like we have this conversation every year, like, like that we just don't have the teams to play with Florida or Georgia or Alabama. Well, then but I won- realistically, like, what are you gonna do about it? Like, they yeah. are running an NFL style team down there. Well, we and need to do that. Like, there's eventually, but it's gonna take a while to get to the point that Alabama's at. And I know that people get tired of hearing that, and there's they have reason to. But like, we just keep restarting. Like we're, yeah. you got to stick with somebody. Yeah, and I, mean, I, that's I, part of, that's I don't part think of that. I don't think Pruitt's not the guy. I think Pruitt's the most like, I think Pruitt's the best coach we've had since Kiffin. I firmly believe that if Kiffin would still be here since two thousand nine, that we'd have two natties by now at I least. No, Nick Saban would not be the Nick Saban that everybody no. knows him as. Because Kiffin, he would damn still, near I mean, beat they him. Would, they would still be national champions. Yeah, several, right. several, several times. But we would be in that fight. Yeah, we, like we would be. We would be the stepping stone they had to go through in the SEC championship every year. So yeah, what it comes down to is obviously yes, we had two bad hires um, in the people following Kiffin, and also the fact that those guys together made it eight years. Jeremy Pruitt's been here three years. It's been eleven years since we've, or well, eleven years since Kiffin, twelve years since Fulmer. You're not gonna win those games. The games against quality opponents when you have that much turnover and that much question about who you're like who's your leader, who's your head coach, is my coach on the hot seat, who's my quarterback? Well nobody wants to commit and play quarterback here. You know why? Because that is the most important position on the field. That's how you win games. And by the way, you're gonna have a pretty strong relationship with your head coach no matter how good you are. And uh, oh by the way, we've had four in twelve years, so Yeah, but Okay, the thing about the quarterback position to me that just pisses me off, a good quarterback can single-handedly win you a game. There's Absolutely. No, there's right. no other position in football where one player can single-handedly win you the game. That's just like LSU. When they had Leonard Fournette, they played Bama. They got their shit kicked in because Bama stopped Leonard Fournette. Joe Burrow played Bama and had the game of his life and single-handedly beat Bama. When their defense really didn't do too much to stop Alabama's offense, they allowed like 41 or 46 points. I can't remember what the final score was. It was like it was like 56-49 or something like that. It was a very high-scoring game. Burrow, like, that's what pisses me off when people are like, it's not just the quarterback's fault. 
when the quarterback hands out 17 points, really 20, hands out 20 points of their 34, it's the fucking quarterback's fault. Right. Like, there is no one in this world that can look at me and tell me that Garantano did not cost us the Kentucky game. It was 46-41. 46-41. Still, that's the most points Saban's probably ever allowed in his coaching career up until that Ole Miss game this year. Which, by the way, I am on the lane train. I think Ole Miss is going to give us issues. He's and, on the lane train hard. Yeah, hard as hell. Go listen to hot takes, man. He, oh, yeah, that's actually coming up. I'll, you're you're going to see how hard on this lane gonna, train I'm on. That was crazy enough that we were going crazy on hot takes, but we're going to do it again. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'm going to flip shit again. Okay, uh, moving on because we got a lot to talk about, about the, especially this Tennessee-Bama game. Mullen has COVID-19. Uh... No one knows how long until Florida plays again. Uh, we all hate Florida. I believe next week, so that he he will be fine. He will be cleared when they do have another game. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I hope Florida doesn't play ever again. But I mean, that's just me. Fair enough. I mean, I, I don't want anybody to be sick, especially COVID. Like I heard, if you get symptomatic about COVID, like it's some pretty bad shit. And I would never wish that on anybody. But like, if somebody had to have it, Florida head football coach, you kind of deserve it because you coach for Florida. Yeah, I don't want him to die, but like, if he couldn't leave the house for a while, that's yeah. not the worst thing yeah. for me. Right. Like, if he was asymptomatic and he just had to sit home to quarantine. Matter of fact, I don't looks feel like sorry he for you. Has, looks like he might have a major strand of COVID and won't be able to coach in December. If you're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I, mean, I think just to be safe, we should probably keep him off. The field. And just in case, you know, have Trask just stay home. Just yeah, you don't want to talk a lot. I mean, he's an offensive guy, a quarterbacks guy. I just yeah, said. I mean, quarterbacks are going to have a strong connection. Pitts should coach. probably stay home because I mean, Pitts and Trask are best. But really, Florida's offense just shouldn't show up just well, in I case. Mean, here's the thing: yeah. if you're, I mean, Kyle Trask, we can contract contact trace those him to Dan Mullen because they're going to talk a lot, and I mean. Has Kyle Trask thrown the ball to anybody other than Kyle Pitts all year? Maybe twice. Well, they touch the ball all the time together. So, I mean, those guys, uh, obviously, I think I think the season should be done for them, if, if yeah. I'm honest. Yeah, don't even send them out anymore. <laughs> they suck. No, it's not that. It's just that, uh, I mean, you can't, can't, you can't do it. risk it. You can't risk it right now. This is such a big deal. Jared, if you're Florida, how long do you suspend their season, and why is it until 2021? None at all. <laughs> I give it. Like realist, like I wish they could cancel the season for Florida because yeah, I just should. hate Florida because I got two problems with them. But oh yeah, he's got real, double. Yeah, robbery. No, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. But I was actually thinking of it from a Florida State angle more than anything. But yeah, <laughs> doubles up. But I also think, like realistically, we'll probably. And they might cancel this week's game, maybe. They don't but they don't, they're on by. Oh, they're on by. And then they canceled the Florida yeah, so LSU game last week. Or postponed oh, it, yeah. So they'll probably be playing, like, next week then. Yeah, they should. and he'll be, he'll be good to go. Then. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Speaking of the weekend in college football, the, the probably the most loudmouth conference that has no talent is back, <laughs> the Big Ten. So basically, Ohio State and friends are back. It just means I have competitive bad games to watch instead of non-competitive bad games to watch in the SEC. Yeah. Right. I'm ready for, like, if I had to choose a Big Ten team to root for, I'm going with Penn State. Like, I, I really hope Penn State does something this year. Like, I hope I, they I beat Ohio State. I can go on that one. If I had to pick a team, a Big Ten team to root for, it would be anybody who beats Ohio State. 
Facts. Rather, rather whoever is playing Ohio State. Yeah. Because I don't like Michigan, but if you look over that, that chalkboard over there, there's a Michigan hat for every year in uh, November around Thanksgiving. <laughs> yep. Cause I hate Ohio I, State. I, yeah, I, I, hate, so I hate them too. Like, I have a, I have a, like, I have five teams that I just won't talk about, like, ever, like, even root for. Like, I don't care who they're playing. Like, I would honestly rather see Alabama win against Ohio State than Ohio State beat Alabama just because, like, the SEC is going to make us look better. And really, like, like I can't argue with Alabama fans because we're not competitive against them at all. Like, we've almost beat Florida a couple times. We did beat them in 2016. Georgia, really, okay, Georgia fans really don't have anywhere to talk about. You have this great-ass team. You're supposed to win, and then you choke. We suck. You tell us we suck, and then we go out there and suck. You over. You get overhyped. Kirby Smart's supposed to be a great coach. Last time you won a national championship, he was in damn near fucking diapers. So I don't really want to hear shit from you. That being said, Georgia. He would have been in diapers. Yeah, he played. He was five. He played in the late nineties mm-hmm. for them. So he, yeah. he was five years old when Georgia that's, last won the national that's championship. Hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. So <laughs> we're kind of funny about that too. Like we don't bring up like. 16, 15, 16, we said a lot, like, feels like 98, and it had been, like, what, I was 18, so, yeah, about 18 years. Yeah. Since we had won a national championship. Now we're sitting on uh, 22 yeah. years since that. We're not really saying that that much anymore. They came out with logos on their jerseys to commemorate a national championship 40 years ago. Yeah, like, get the if hell you, out of here. If For you real. are a Georgia fan and you say, I don't know why they like us so much. I guess it's just because we're so good. No, uh, no. Yeah, no, think about that again. It's the fact that you're celebrating a 40-year-old national championship. If you win this year, I have no shit that I can talk. Yeah, but, but they the, won't. The one thing that you have to talk about is the fact that you won a national championship 40 years ago. And, and just, that you beat, a, you beat Tennessee a couple times. And I just want to say this about Georgia. You were the stepping stone to an NFL career. Tua Tagovailoa has an NFL career because of Georgia. Tua what now? Tagov- I don't know how to I don't know how the hell to say that. Tagovailoa. <laughs> I don't really care personally. I don't I mean I like him. I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't really care about his last name. Yeah, I know. It's too hard. Tua never Tua definitely would not be in this in the situation that he's in right now. Um, hell, Tua might be the backup at Alabama to this day. Yeah, if he hadn't thrown that deep ball for that that win in the national championship. Yep. After like, he got I'm a stupid sack, that, that play changed that man's life. That game meant nothing to him or Jalen Hurts either one until that throws. Yeah, him. and that in that in that moment in and of itself, that effectively for the most part, ended Jalen Hurts' career at Alabama and began to us. Yeah. And right. that's why, That's why. like, I'll agree with needing to put Harrison Bailey in or put Brian Nauer in because if they can make one big play like that to win us a game, you will They're never legends. see Jarrett Garantano ever again. Yeah. Even, like, if for let's just say – in my okay, Harrison Bailey starting is living in my mind rent free all week. It's been living in my mind all week. Like I've I've been calling for him, yeah, for really a whole month. <laughs> Ever since he was recruited. Like he, even though even in twenty nineteen, 
Uh, Paul is holding a stress ball right Yeah. Now. Even, <laughs> even in 2019, we were playing Mississippi State, and Harrison Bailey was there, and he posted on his Instagram story, and Jared was like, oh, look, Harrison Bailey's here. And I was like, I'd honestly rather see his ass go out there as a high schooler Man, that, than Garantano. That Mississippi State game, JG in the first half was playing awful. His dad was right in front of me in the bathroom line, and I had to find a stall instead of a uh, urinal because I needed to puke. Yeah. I had so like it made me so anxious because it was so hard not to be like, Man, your son is a stupid fuck. <laughs> like dead I I'm not like I'm not I texted my uncle and told him I was about to punch him. I was not that far. But man, he was playing like dog shit. That was that God, game, makes me so that mad. was that game that we ran the ball fourteen consecutive plays. Yeah because, yeah. because Jarrett couldn't complete a pass. He's a fucking idiot. And I I I'm not even I'm not even close to joking that I like I almost just told James Garantano how I felt about his son and why I thought he was a piece of shit. Honestly, like I'm not even playing. If I was at the Kentucky game and I was a little bit drunk and I saw him, I may have like I may have really just been like, "Look, I fucking hate your I'm son." I'm pretty proud of myself. Though. I'm proud of you. I would have done it. I, I was intoxicated. I would have un- unleashed an absolute hell raid on James Garantano. What made it better is I walked out of the bathroom, met Jawan Jennings' mom, and she's a very sweet lady. I mean, Jawan Jennings. He, That's dope. Jawan Jennings is she's probably my favorite ball player ever. She was wearing a number fifteen jersey and had her hair over it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna ask this. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? I'm gonna say, hey, are you Jawan's mom?'" And she's like, "No." And I'd be like, "Okay, okay," and go back to <laughs> back my to seat. my beer. Back to my <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, are you Jawan's mom?" She was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, it's really nice to meet you." Um, and I love your son very much. She was like, oh, thank you so much. I love and sweet. I, I love she was very, sweet old she was southern ladies, ladies she wasn't man. She that old, but like she's older than us. Yeah, I mean, she was. I mean, technically, you're old to us because you're older. She was like grandpa or something. I don't know. I just remember the lady. Very sweet lady. All right, Jared, do you have any shit you want to talk about Georgia while we're on the subject of Georgia choking every big game they play? Georgia fans got like, for some reason, they got like a confidence thing. Like they think like they're the shit. But they got like a Vanderbilt trophy case. Like, yeah. what do you have to show? Vanderbilt has a bigger trophy case than they do. Yeah, Vanderbilt has won more national championships than Georgia. Yeah, that's look it up. Like, oh my, like, <laughs> that that should be the bottom line for you guys to shut the fuck up. Yeah, Vanderbilt. <laughs> like, to be fair, Vanderbilt has not been good in a really long time. But Vanderbilt, like, if you there's a website called Winsipedia. Don't ever scroll up on the Vanderbilt Tennessee game. You'll be disappointed. They won like twenty straight against us. They were fuck. They, <laughs> they were like the beginning of the SEC, man. They were they were solid. They were like like seriously like really good. Like yeah. like Alabama good. Damn. Well, shit. Georgia, but, now you can really shut the fuck up. <laughs> Vanderbilt's better than you now. You just got put in your place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vanderbilt has a better program. Than Y'all got to shut up for real. Like Florida fans, you got it. I mean, you guys won in 08. You got you guys have had recent success. I'm gonna fact check myself just to make sure, but I'm I know that they beat us way more times than that, and they beat Georgia a lot too. Then because Georgia was not very good, obviously. Yeah, but I don't know how many Georgia's bad. Them have won, but but yeah, speaking of a team who's also very bad, Tennessee plays Alabama this weekend. I'm gonna be so upset. Like I, like, okay, so I've I moved up here in 2013. And Tennessee has not played a close game with Alabama but one time, and that was in 2015, and we almost beat them. 
And honestly, those losses feel more like heartbreaks than blowouts do. Like, I'd rather get blown out nine times out of ten than play a close-ass game and then lose on some dumb shit. Like, exactly Medley missing like, three uh, field goals. Like, if we had lost that uh, Kentucky game like we lost the one in 2017, um, I probably wouldn't watch the rest of the season. Hot takes would be canceled. Yeah. Uh, you would not have your show. No, he uh, would break all the podcast equipment. Yeah, no, it, it wouldn't. Yeah. Okay, so I did look it up. Georgia and Vanderbilt are tied with two national championships. Two? Damn. Y'all are y'all are out um, here. Y'all are really out here with two. Y'all repping. Uh, yeah. Won, they won a national championship in 1942 and 1980, and Vanderbilt won two back-to-back, 1921 and 1922. Damn. Damn, that's um, almost 100 years ago. It is 100 Vanderbilt, years ago, 20. Vanderbilt um, has won 14 conference titles, and the Georgia Bulldogs, I'm trying to pull it up. Our Wi-Fi is really slow today. <laughs> How much do they have? 15. So they, they have, have one more. They have one more conference title. <laughs> I don't think Bandy's oh, won over six oh, games buddy. in like 20 years. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Oh. And then they're going to... Oh, It's buddy. been 40 fucking years since y'all won a national mm. championship. But we have more. We have conference titles. Yeah, we have fucking Peyton Manning, bitch. For Tennessee fans, <laughs> if Georgia tries to talk shit to you, Georgia, they do lead the all-time series, and they will definitely try to throw that in your face. They took the the lead in the all-time series last year. And when was the last time we had a good football team? Other than 2016 and 2015. Well, I got, it, it didn't matter because we were still beating the hell out of them. Yeah, like 2012, the only reason y'all won. By the way, 2012, Tyler Bryce set the record for most uh, passing yards in the game on you, so you should probably shut the hell up. If we had if we had half of a defense that we had today, we would probably win eight games that year. So we de- we would have beat the shit out of Florida if we had a defense that year. Bray went off. Like, Bray would be throw for, like, four touchdowns and 400 yards and a loss. Yeah. If we had Tyler Bray right now, we'd be 4-0. Hot take, but no, to, I don't even consider no, that a hot it's, take. It's a hot take because beating Georgia would have been oh, beating Georgia was more than just not having a quarterback. I know that the quarterback was a big part of it. Yeah, in the second but half, it wasn't like it was. But Bray was just so like our, our whole team together couldn't really have competed. Bray knew how to give his athletes a chance, though. Like, yeah, he had Cordero Patterson and Justin Hunter that kind of helped. I mean, that helps. Like, those are two fucking good receivers. And he was also really good, though, when Justin Hunter was not playing because yeah. he had a torn ACL. So. Yeah. And, I mean, in 2011, he was still a hell of a quarterback. Like, yeah, he kind of threw the game against Kentucky because he didn't want to go to some shitty bowl game, is his words, not mine. But, yeah, he had a shitty attitude. But as far as, like, throwing the ball and putting that shit on the money, there's really nobody better than Tyler Bray uh, in the recent history. Jared, do you see Tennessee even making it to halftime against Alabama? Like, a competitive game? You know, I think I think if, like, COVID wasn't a thing and it was, like, a full-capacity stadium, I think it would probably be a close game. Well, again. if COVID wasn't a thing, I think Harrison Bailey would be trotting out a start. But with the fans being reduced and everything, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can see it being close or not. I hate to say it, but they're just too overpowered on both sides of the ball. Hot take for you, but um, Tennessee will go to halftime the same way they went to halftime 
for the Georgia game last year. They will have the lead at half. And then they will get absolutely obliterated in the second half. Absolutely so, a, uh, absolutely obliterated. So this year, you mean? Because last, yes. last year we were down 26-14 at halftime. No, the Georgia game last year. Yeah, we, we were, were down. Leading, we were leading that game. Until the end of the second, until the end okay. of the second quarter, I don't. I remember because completely honest with you, I was fairly intoxicated in that game. But <laughs> <laughs> I just remember from throwing those two touchdowns at the lead. end. Yeah, we had a lead. Yeah, for the for about ninety eight percent of the the first half, and then came out in the second half, and we may have been trailing a bit, but I don't I don't even remember. But I do remember being very jovial. Anyways, I feel like this game will be almost exactly like that one. I think that we can stick with them for a minute. Yeah. And then there's going to be a point that – and it's just going to be big plays, like that Brian Maurer play where he throws the ball like 90 yards and scores a touchdown. Like, come on. Like, yeah. that, 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 That's, that, you could try that one more time, and even if they don't know, like they're probably still going to break that up. Yeah. If you have a kick return or something. Well, I think I think we – like special teams is going to be – the biggest point because you know that they're going to score. So why not return the ball as well as you possibly can? Yeah. And run that bitch back. Like the only way Tennessee is going to have a chance in this game is whoever playing quarterback has to play well. Like you're not going to beat them. You're not going to beat them with your defense because they're going to score. I mean, Mac Jones is like, Going into the season, I was like, dude, Mac Jones is going to suck ass. Like, he's not going to do anything good. Mac Jones is really good at football. Yeah. And that's not a knock on our defense. No. Like, What's that stat say? I had it for my show. It's on the – right here. Oh. Uh, last 60 points, we left 30 points. Oh, the defense is only allowed last two. Last six quarters. Oh. I don't know why I said points. Yeah, last six quarters, we left 30 points. The D allowed two field goals. So, Yeah. Leaving 30 points means that our offense left out 30 points. And that's not field goals. That is first downs, two first downs in the last six quarters. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that is a D. I thought it was a G. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, so our defense is really good. The only problem is they're getting the ball on their own 40. And, then and it's amazing how good our defense is with the disadvantage of Having that Our field position. Line. Yeah. Yeah. Because can you imagine if Pruitt, like, fixes that shit this week and we get to Mac Jones six or seven times tomorrow? That is not going to happen. I mean, it's – I mean, even I'm a dreamer. He, even if he fixes them, the problem is not the development. The problem is the player. Yeah. Like, there's a certain – Well, I don't know. We have athletes on the D-line. But we don't we – don't, I mean – you can disagree. Okay, that's fine. I just feel like I, there was a lot of times, I'm like watching the South Carolina game. I think that they, we do have athletes. It's just not like not like they have offensive line athletes. Like yeah, I mean, I see guys, that those guys are going to put us to bed early on the defensive line. There was just a lot of times, like even like I was at the Missouri game, and I saw a couple times like where Pruitt got onto uh, DeAndre Johnson because like he just wasn't doing what they were wanting him to do. Like I don't, I, I don't know what their scheme is. Like, I, I'm terrible when it comes to defense. I know offense, and that's really kind of basically it. Okay, so if you're saying we have talent on our defensive line and counting Kavon Bennett and Denver mm-hmm. Johnson, then yeah. they are technically linebackers. So I, so we don't have talent on our defensive yeah, line. Yeah, <laughs> but don't we, play, don't we play like a five or a four-three where we have a 
linebacker. They are, they, are the, they are the defensive ends, but really they're outside linebackers. Like the yeah. way, that, like I th- I'm pretty sure on the roster they're listed as linebackers, but they are they are the defensive ends. Yeah, I just DeAndre Johnson in that Kentucky game was he. I didn't watch the Kentucky game. He makes like he makes good plays, but he still is not in the right spots when he makes them. So, and that's the difference in a three to five yard gain and a three to five yard gain is a difference in a first down because I mean the real goal of really even our offense like our offensive goal right now obviously we aren't throwing the ball deep because we don't have a quarterback we can trust well we're our offensive plan and I'm pretty sure you could go sit in the meetings and find this out like our offensive plan is to run the ball three four yards every play yeah if you run the ball three yards three plays in a row then that's nine yards. You need to get one yard. And uh, Jeremy Pruitt's nutsack has grass stain on it from how many times he's gone for it on fourth down. And I love that. And I love it, too. What's the point of punting? Yeah. yeah. What is the point of punting? That's what made me mad about Butch. Our defense is our best unit. Yeah. If you give them a short field, then that's less time they're going to be on the field, and there's more, and they're more likely to stop that offense, especially yeah. against, like, Kentucky, Missouri, um, Georgia even. But – if you punt it, our punter is debatably a worse position right now than our quarterback. Yeah, we're not he, we're not punting the ball like we used to at all. Like when we have Trevor not Daniel, only, not only is he inconsistent, but when he his best punts are still not very good. So, what's the point of sending a guy out there to punt it for thirty yards when what you could do is run the ball and maybe get four? Yeah, and if you get stopped. Shit, you just give really your best side of the ball back the, on the, the field. Ring. Yeah. And who cares? Yeah. Who cares if they get the first like, if they score a touchdown? Tennessee. At this, point, at this point, this should just be a science experiment. Yeah, Tennessee yeah. should go out there and Jimmy just like Pruitt. do everything that you ever thought you ever wanted to do and just try it out. Because you're not gonna be Alabama. Yeah. Jeremy Pruitt should say Fourth and eighteen, happens, fuck it. Go for it. What's gonna happen if we run the ball every time, never punt it, never kick field goals? And kick onside kicks every time that we kick off. He you, might as well. If you lose against, by 50. I mean, yeah. Against Alabama, why not? Yeah. He kicked two. Didn't he kick two onside kicks in 2018 against Bama too? Yeah. He said, dude, hell, why not? I mean, like what I like about Pruitt is like there's never a situation where he goes into the game thinking they're going to lose. Like he always goes into every single game either knowing or thinking that he's going to win. Like he's the – like, when people are like, it's Pruitt's fault, J.G.'s not playing good. Well, J.G. didn't play good That's for bullshit. Butch. J.G. JG hasn't played good for any offensive coordinator he's ever had. He's inconsistent as shit. He's inaccurate 15-plus yards to, down the field. He can't see down the field. He's really not that mobile of a quarterback. I will say this. He has surprised me this year with his mobility. He's, he's gotten a little bit quicker. He's, yeah. But he's, and his red blitz is a little bit better, but he still His has, pocket awareness is still, still not there. Yeah, he's still like, if there's a backside blitz coming, they're going to – it's almost – 60% of the time a fumble. Yeah, and I understand why you would start JG. Like, you don't want to throw Bailey in it at, at Ale- part of like against Bellabin. Not even, yeah. yeah. And and there's nothing you can really do to fix that. Yeah. and Daniel I, Jones did that last night, and he was a first-round pick. So Yeah, but, like, I understand feeling safe. Go ahead and put JG in. But after the first quarter, if JG's not lighting it up, why is he still in the game? Exactly. Like we have, like play Mauer, play Bale. Hell, I'd rather see Shrout than JG, yeah. just because like JG's had the chance, like he's had unlimited Multiple opportunities. Chances. Here's my here's my game plan. 
if I'm the head coach at Tennessee, I'm starting Brian Maurer. He's going to go out there and play number one, play action, and I'm throwing deep. Yeah, I've got, I've a got bomb. Both, I've got both outside guys going on a seam and the middle guy going on a post and the guy, the fourth guy at, on an under just because you need somewhere to dump it off if you don't have that big throw. But we're looking big throw. If you throw an interception, who cares? It's the momentum point. is already not in your favor before you throw that interception, so who cares? If you complete it, you score, and you have a 7-0 lead over the best team in the country. Yeah. Um, let Brian Maurer hold the reins until he fizzles out, which inevitably we watched him do. It'll be after times. about a quarter. Yeah, it, it, it could be a quarter. It could be three. Yeah. It may be four if he yeah. plays well the whole game. I've never seen him play playing. a whole game. So, after Brian Maurer, I'm going with JG because he knows the offense better than everybody else does. And what everybody thinks is, oh, my God, here they go. They're going to put JG in again and let him try his whatever the hell. And he goes out there, hands the ball off about five or six times in a row, and then hands off to Jimmy Holiday to run a uh, Philly special type play because he's a quarterback and he can throw the football. So let him do that. After that drive, no more Garantano the entire time. Um, And after that, the only reason that Garantano would even be in the game at that point is because we don't have a chance to win anymore Um, unless something crazy happens, which is what you're running the Philly special for. But we're just putting Garantano in there as a fluke. And then after Garantano has his drive, Harrison Bailey the rest of the way. I would actually like to see Jared Garantano start just so he can get booed. Like I want, I just want him to feel the fucking that hate. That doesn't help the rest of the team though. That's a problem for the rest of the team. Is the only reason I don't want that. I don't want. Yeah, I don't. I don't, Hen- I don't want Henry Toto to go out there and be like, "Yeah, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm fired up. I'm ready to play this game. I'm gonna bust some heads, win, lose, or draw. I don't give a damn." And then he runs out and his quarterback gets booed, and that's the guy that he knows is going out there to play. Like that's automatically gonna pop the balloon. For yeah, us. I just don't want. Uh, maybe do it after the game then. I just like, I I love Tennessee. And I would really die for Tennessee football to keep going. Like, if they were like, hey, you're going to have to die or else Tennessee football's canceled, I'll die. I'll die for it. It, it is what it is. Oh, I don't want to be alive if Tennessee football's not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to do all that shit. But, like, JG may be the most hated player in any sports team in my life. Like, I'm talking about competitors. I'm talking about people I've had on my team. Like, I hate Je- Jeff Driscoll. Like, if I ever saw him and he gave me one free shot, I'd probably knock his ass out. But I'd rather talk with Jeff Driscoll for 20 minutes than watch Garantano play another snap for Tennessee. Like, I, I can't stand the kid. I'm going to go ahead and throw it to break, and then when we come back, we're going to pick our final uh, – I think i got five games to pick for you guys. And then that will wrap up the episode. Just stay tuned for more Down and Dirty. And we are back with episode three of Down and Dirty, and it's, our, it's my favorite part of the show. We get to pick my – okay, I – I just got five of the games that I would like watch as a football fan. And the slate I have right now, first up is going to be Auburn at Ole Miss on, at noon on SEC Network. Auburn's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Jared, I'm going to let you start since you're the guest. Um, who do you like in this one and why? I'm going to have to go with Ole Miss on this one because I am with you with Lane Kiffin. Like, yeah. I think – 
I, I think Ole Miss will be, like, really, really good, like, coming up in the next couple years. Lane Kiffin's the shit. And I think – and didn't Auburn drop out of the top 25? Uh, yes. Yeah. They did that last week, didn't they? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I think Ole Miss can, can get them. Yeah. Um, for me, I think that Ole Miss obviously has a great chance uh, to win this game. Auburn should win it because they have way more talent than Ole Miss does. That's just how it is. But they mismanage talent about as bad as Butch Jones does. Um, Gus Malzahn wouldn't even have this job if he didn't beat Alabama every once in a while, and he definitely does do that. So, um, But for me, I mean, Ole Miss had a tough week last week. A lot of turnovers through five picks. Um, six, six, wasn't it? Yeah, six. six. Picks, um, did Matt Corral and never changed. So, for all you Tennessee fans that get mad when JG throws two and Pruitt leaves him in there, um, could be worse. But uh, they did lose to Arkansas and really tough game to lose there if you're Lane Kiffin. Definitely should have won it. Had the chance to do it and just didn't. Uh, couldn't take care of the football. If they don't turn the football over, that's probably a blowout for Ole Miss. And um, I think they definitely worked on ball security a ton this week. And um, I'm I'm giving it to Ole Miss. I think the Lane train comes booming in Oxford, and I think it's going to be 42-20 Ole Miss. Like I don't I don't I don't see Auburn doesn't have that good of a defense this year as much as I thought they would. Bo Nix is a joke. Like I it. Like, I would just flip a coin if I had to pick between Bo Nix and Garantano. I'd probably pick Bo Nix just because I haven't seen him on a Tennessee roster yet. Happen. Yeah, Bo Nix is like yeah. – he. Tr- like, I don't get the same effort out of Garantano that I do from Bo Nix. Like, Bo Nix wants it a lot more than I feel Garantano does. So, I'm going Ole Miss. Next game up, uh, 17 Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma's my favorite Big 12 team. Or Oklahoma State's my favorite Big 12 team. Jared, who you got? You know, I don't really keep up with them, but I'm going to have to go with Oklahoma State on that one. Um, going to be really hard for – Iowa State played a really good game against Oklahoma earlier in the year, but it's going to be really hard for them to stop the run game um, with Oklahoma State uh, having Chuba Hubbard and everything. And, uh, you know, they defended the pass well against Oklahoma, and they're definitely a pass-first team. Uh, but – I think Oklahoma State can probably run the ball down Iowa State's throat. And uh, I don't even – I know that's a three-point uh, spread, but I don't think it's going to be even close. I've, I've got Oklahoma State in a big way. Yeah, I, I'm i going with the mullet. Oklahoma State's going to win by 20-plus. How can you not? Yeah, I don't see how you can go with Iowa State. And then NC State at 14, UNC, North Carolina. Jared, your Seminoles just upset North Carolina. Do you think another upset is on the way? Let me say this. How about the fact they dropped nine spots? That's crazy. Yeah, the yeah. rankings, that's a whole for other me, conversation. The rankings are me, making me so mad. Either, for me, it's either a fluke win that they don't deserve much punishment for or, like, it's the worst win and they should be outside of the top 25. At, le- at least it's the 15. The it's, yeah. like, it's like sitting at 10 or outside the top 25 is what that, what yeah. that should have been happened that's what it should have looked like yeah what it should have looked like but yeah go ahead jared uh, nc state unc i think unc will bounce back on this one because their quarterback is pretty good i can't think of his name off the top of my head somehow yeah he He, was almost a tennessee player too bad (laughs) 
but I think UNC can win this one. I think it could be close because NC State does have a tendency in the ACC to, like, hang with the other teams and stuff. And, like, even when Florida State was ranked, they were they gave us a run for our money a lot too. So, but I'm going to have to go with UNC. Um, I think Mac Brown has it in the bag. Sam Howell's a really talented player. They have a good defense. Um, NC State is uh, having a coming out part of the party of their own, but UNC has arrived and been here for a while. I'm taking uh, UNC, and I'm not taking that spread. I don't think that spread is going to work out for NC State, but I will definitely take UNC. Yeah, I'm taking UNC plus 10. Like, I think they're probably in about 27-17 kind of thing. I just don't – I. I don't. I don't really know anything about NC State, but I, I have watched a couple of North Carolina games. North Carolina is a good football team. I don't know what happened against Florida State. Like I'm going to be honest, y'all had no business being in that game at all. At all. Yeah, at all. Like y'all. Didn't. Like y'all suck. Like that. Like that. That was a fluke win. I think that was a fluke win. But hey, maybe they'll prove me wrong. I don't know. But if y'all lose against Louisville, it'll it'll show. Like it. Like it'll show. That yeah. that that's just a bullshit win. But yeah, I have UNC winning, and then. This game's actually exciting. This is the only Big Ten game that, like, if I had to watch a Big Ten game, like, a going point into my head, I'd watch this game. It's number 18, Michigan, at twenty-one Miss- at number 21, Minnesota, 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Michigan is a three-point favorite. Jared, who you got? I hate Michigan, <laughs> and I, I got to go with Minnesota. Solid take. Solid take. <laughs> that's, that's a solid I think opinion. Michi- I think Michigan's one of, like, the most overrated teams every year, like, yeah, like like I think people give them way too much credit than what they deserve. Like, they can't even. Now, granted, that one year against Ohio State, they should have beat them. When I think it was Zeke's last year there. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it was the year after. I was in. It was uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. I was in Nashville and about to go to the Vanderbilt game and watch that game. And yeah, that sucked. Yeah. Because I, I hate. Michigan, but I hate. I already said it, but I hate Michigan, but I hate Ohio State a hell of a lot more. Yeah, it's like Florida. Oh, yeah. It's like Florida. I Alabama. always go for Michigan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For me, I agree with what Jared said. I think that Michigan is always overrated. I think that um, Harbaugh has to either shit or get off the pot. Um, <laughs> yep. He's uh, what? What better take? and you have the that. I mean, that's... that's. I mean, if you don't understand that analogy, just get off. Like, go Google. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, uh, You're an idiot. That's it. That, he's, yeah. He's either got to do it or just go home. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason for him to waste the time of the people in the great state of Michigan anymore. Um, and if he loses his football game, that is going to be a an uphill battle from that point on. And he and his football team have shown that they're not very good at uphill battles. So, right. Um, I'm taking Minnesota for the season. I'm taking Minnesota for the game. I'm taking Minnesota for the spread money line. Um, and anything else that you can possibly give me on Minnesota in this game, I'm taking it. Um, and just a, an even further prediction for Michigan, um, they will be looking for a new head football coach next year. And I have a great guy for him. Josh Hawes. No. Oh. Lyle. Allen Butch Jones, great guy to run the program. Hell yeah, year. into the ground. I do oh, yeah. have this take um, on Butch Jones. Yeah, he he sucked here. He mismanaged at Tennessee, Cincinnati, and Central Michigan because when he was at Central Michigan, he had JJ Watt and AB. 
Yeah. Good God. Um, he can recruit like a motherfucker, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, he and, can. Um, he can. And, yeah. and if you give him something like Michigan to recruit with, I think he could be successful. It might make us look stupid, but I'm fine with looking stupid. The reason that I think he could be successful, I mean, he was playing with an SEC roster that he mismanaged all the way through the SEC and beat the hell out of everybody he played from the Big Ten. Yep. So, if I was a Big Ten fan, low-key, I would trust him. I thought he should have gotten the Michigan State job, or they should have given him a, a look yeah. at that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how interested he would have been in it because he was still drawing a fat check from Tennessee, and they would have been questioning whether or not they needed to give him that kind of money. But, dude, if I'm one of those – like, especially with his ties in Michigan, if I'm a Michigan team or something, like, I'm giving him a shot because I think he can beat Big Ten teams on, on with regulation. Yeah. But he cannot – he's still going to mismanage it, and there's still going to be a lot of lying and bullshit in your program. But he could win football games and winning heals all, so. Yeah, and my only thing about Bush, I don't think he's ever going to have another head coaching job after the after the 4-8 and eight season. Either. Yeah. I think, I think with somebody like Michigan or something, he should have that opportunity. I think he should have the opportunity, but I just but, don't see anybody pulling the trigger on hiring him just because of that 2017 year at Tennessee. One year he'll go – sometime he'll go back to Central Michigan where his roots are. He'll, he'll – eventually he'll, he'll be back there. Yeah. In, in some capacity. I can see that. They love him there. Cincinnati fans hate him. Tennessee fans hate him. But they love him in Central Michigan. Yeah. That's really the only place that he left without pissing everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm obviously going to go with Minnesota. I think – I said this on a hot takes. I think Minnesota is probably the third best team in the Big Ten. I I think they're well coached. They have a really likable system. Their quarterback's really good. Uh, they, I think they led the Big Ten in points behind Ohio State last year, which is basically like leading it because Ohio State's just a whole different breed from everybody else in the Big Ten, even though they are annoying as hell. Uh, I like Penn State versus. Uh, still not good. Yeah, I like Penn State versus Minnesota in the Big Ten championship this year. A little prediction, pre-prediction. Moving on to the heartbreak, the reason we all drink on Saturdays, the <laughs> Tennessee game. Tennessee, Alabama. Alabama comes into town. Uh, Twenty-one and a half point favorites. Three thirty. CBS. Jared, what's your score prediction for this game? You know, uh, Mac Jones is just extremely good at what he does. <laughs> He's so good. Like, dude. there's no other way around it. I honestly think they could put up around 40 to 50 points against us. Yeah, I mean, and easily. I think <laughs> I think the final score will probably be like 49 to 17. Josh, what about you? Sorry, my mic was off. Um, I don't feel that bad, like – Every time that I doubt Tennessee football, or, well, I guess really every time that I feel one way or another about them, they show me that they're different than what I previously thought. So, I felt that. I think, huh? I felt that. Dude, <laughs> if I think they're really good, they lose. If I think they're really bad, they win. If I, like we talked about last week, they didn't even need to play the Kentucky game, and then they got their shit kicked in. So, for me, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to not pay attention to the literal elephant in the room um Alabama's got this handily I said earlier I mean I think I think it compares to that Georgia game last year I think that we like I think at this point we're kind of like Harbaugh at Michigan like 
shit or get off the pot. Like, if you want to play football here, if you want to be successful, if you want to be good, all right, win. Play right now. This, this is your chance. This is your opportunity to go out here and show us what you've got. If you want to do this, if you want to be at Tennessee, if you want to be talented and, 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 and do all the things, turning around Tennessee like everybody says all the time, like all these recruits and coaches and all this shit, if you want to do that, show a little fight. You're not going to win the game. That's that's just – That's it, a given. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a given. I, if, I was, if I worked for a sport book um, – I'd put about would, a, a million on Bama. No, if, if I worked for a sport book and it was my decision what the money lines were, I would make it 10,000 to 1. I, I think that you could literally play this game 10,000 times and, and Tennessee might win it one. But the thing about college football is we're going we're gonna to get a game. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe that that one falls on Tennessee this time, but I don't think it's going to happen. So no. I'm going Alabama. Uh, okay, so I wasted all of y'all's time just trying to build you up and make you feel like you should run through a wall and then drop the bomb on you. Yeah. <laughs> so Alabama's better in every single way. They're better coached. They're better. They have a better offense. They have a better special teams. Somehow this year, they have a better defense. Uh, they have a better system. They have a better scheme. I mean, they're they're better in every single way. However, if Tennessee wants to continue to recruit like they have been, and they want to get people here, we have to stop playing Garantano. Let me say let me say why before you disagree. We I don't see anybody disagreeing. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, well, you I see you, three guys in this room right you now. Think Garantano, you think Garantano? Well, you've said Garantano before that Garantano is our best option to win football games. He is, but I still don't think we should play him. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> uh, yeah. We have to. We can't have a culture to where we allow players to continually mess up and still play them like and they haven't done anything. Yeah, too. like they're not. They're not like if they were like athletic interceptions, like. Corners were just making like dumbass plays, like just like one handed, like leaning back. But no, he's like reading the same receiver for the whole play and then throwing it right to him every single time. That my, those interceptions. My travel baseball coach used to tell me that if you make a mistake, make sure you make it at a hundred miles an hour so it at least looks like you're trying hard. Now I'm not gonna say that JG's not trying hard because he definitely is. He yeah. desperately there there are a lot of things you can say about Jared Garantano, but one of them is that Jared Garantano wants to win football win football games here more than any fan does. I guarantee you that. Yeah. And he will try his hardest to do that until the last moment that he is in an orange jersey. And he will do everything he possibly can to make that happen. But at at a certain point, I know that you know, if you're gonna make a, if you're gonna make a mistake and make it at 100 miles an hour, so that I know that you're giving effort. At a certain point, that wasn't necessarily true, because if you're making stupid mistakes that can that that middle school play, there were plays, there were throws, where JG, I made the tweet about it on one of our, on our Twitter after one of the interceptions. Every middle school quarterback, Paul, you played JV middle school quarterback when we played middle school football together. Hell yeah. If you threw off your back foot, what play be damned, whether whether your player catches it or the defensive player intercepts it 
or he runs it back for a touchdown or, or whatever the hell happens. What the hell is Andy Taylor going to say when you get to the damn sideline? Well, one, he's probably going to say, what the hell are you thinking? And then yeah. two, I'm not seeing the field for the rest of the game. Probably the rest of the season. Because that, that happened. Stupid, I threw an interception and I didn't see the field. stupid, stupid mistake. Like, yeah. if every middle school quarterback in the country knows that you can't throw off your back foot, like, they may still do it. They may still try it. But in the back of their mind, they know that they can't make that throw and nobody can't. Like, I won't say nobody. Uh, Patrick Mahomes can make that throw. But you're not fucking Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> Fuck so, no. Hell so, no. And Dag Burke was when I played freshman basketball at East. Everybody saw damn LeBron James and Kevin Durant with their beautiful fadeaway on TV and then came in there and tried that shit in the gym. And he said, why are you doing that? I know that I know that you see this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy doing that on TV, but you're not fucking LeBron James. No, you can't no. make that shot like he can. Stop fucking trying to do it and shoot a damn layup. Stop. You don't have the strength to do that. So if you're not Patrick Mahomes, then don't try to make Patrick Mahomes throws. Make Jarrett Garantano throws. Do your job. Now, if he's convinced, prove it that he can do that this this week. First of all, I, I question Pruitt's, Pruitt's intelligence at that point. But second yeah. of all, let's hear him out. What the hell else can we do? I mean, like, I we, text, we texted during the press conference, and I was like, I mean, you can be mad about it. You can have all these opinions if you want to. But the fact of the matter is, his decision is the one that matters, and it is final. And if he runs him out there to start the game and people start booing, he ain't going to take him out because of that. He's proved that. He he does not care. No, he don't give a shit. So send the guy out there. Let him let him try to prove it if if that's what you think is best and you know more than I will. You've forgotten more than I will ever know. So I mean, yeah, I just I think it's I think it's pretty simple. Um but yeah, back, I mean, back to you. I'm I just keep getting on tangents. I'm pretty I'm in a weird headspace. Like I'm mad just because of the things that we could do to try and win games, yeah. That don't that blame doesn't belong to Jeremy Pruitt or to Jim Cheney or to Chris Winkie, and those are the people who are getting all this attention, and people are mad at them. I mean, it's just I just can't see that being their fault. Uh, what the hell can they do for Cheney and Winkie? If you're hating on them, how about I give you? broken tools and tell you to go fix a house absolutely you can't yeah. fix a fucking house with broken tools he and has a broken fucking hammer and his name is jared garantano the one knock you can make is that they haven't been able to record rec- recruit a quarterback but maybe they didn't have a guy that they wanted i yeah. mean like if there's just not a guy in the recruiting class what are you gonna do like this is not ncaa 14 you can't create a recruit yeah you can't yeah. your offense the way you yeah want. you can't make a motherfucker and I even mean, if you did you know if you played NCAA 14, even if you did create the guy, you're not positive you're going to get him on your team. Yeah. Right. He might commit to you. He might not. He goes to fucking so, Alabama every time yeah, you make he him. Might, he might go to a different team and, <laughs> shit and, is ridiculous. and beat the shit out of us or sit on the bench for somebody else who beats the shit out of us. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's only so much you can do with recruiting. I mean, you can knock them for saying they didn't get Justin Fields, but who the hell would have? Justin Fields was Justin not going to come here. Justin Fields' dad would have had been the head coach to get Justin Fields to come play quarterback here. Yeah, um, right. he wasn't coming here. You want to talk about Talia Tungavailoa? Does that really make you think that 
like if we would have got that kid, do you think we would have been much better? He's playing for the worst team in the Big Ten now. Who's he play for? Maryland. So if you think, <laughs> do you think that Tung, that Talia Tungabailoa, to his brother, could have come here and made that much of a difference? No. He was not even third string at Alabama. That doesn't make any difference. Okay, <laughs> so he's gone. Um, Derek King. Clemson made him look like a fucking idiot. He's not the guy either. So nope. you tell me who the guy is. Haynes King was the guy. We tried. We struck out. Time to advance to the next recruiting cycle. I don't know what else you can do, quarterback wise. I mean, it's I mean, not their fault. Like you said, it's broken tools, man. Yeah. You can't complete the job. This season should only feature Mauer and Bailey until the end of the year. I mean, you're not building anything with Garantano. He's not exactly winning you games. I mean, he 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 He's won. Yeah, he won the two games we were supposed to win, Carolina and Missouri, and then he lost a game that we should have won. In hindsight, though, that in with all due respect to him, like. Those may not have been games that we were supposed to win. Missouri showed that they could score, um, and and they can't play defense. Look at what LSU did to them. Yeah, but they still lost. They still won the game. And South Carolina, I mean, they went and beat Auburn. So, I mean, maybe maybe we shouldn't have won those games, and maybe he did more in those games. But I still just don't see it. Like, I yeah, mean, I I'll give him credit where it's due, but I don't know where it's due at. Yeah, it's just not there for me. Right, I don't I'm think done. it's ever going to be. I'm done. I'm turning my microphone off, and if you ask me another question, I'll answer it. But I ain't saying anything else. I've talked All way right. too fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for me, at least. Wait, you did not finish your pick. So if you're not about to, then go ahead and do that. Oh, yeah, I probably okay. should do that. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have Alabama winning by a landslide. I think, like Jared said, I think it'll be. it might be – close competitiveness in the first half i think i think we hang 17 points on them early like i think we get two touchdowns and a field goal and then saban says what the fuck are y'all doing and then we don't score for the rest of the game i think they're gonna win 52 17 instead of 49 17 so i think they just get a field goal that's the only difference between you but do you think we'd lead at all yeah i actually think i think we get the ball first and I think Garantano trots out there, and I think we run the ball like eight times, and we score off of, off running the ball, and then we go out there, and I, I I'd say Devontae Smith probably gets a ninety yard bomb on the first play, and they score, and then I think we get the ball again, but I don't think Garantano trots out. I think Bailey will, or Mauer will trot out, and then he'll throw an interception, and then whichever one didn't trot out before will trot out, and then he'll go score, and then we'll see Garantano for the rest of the game, and we'll fucking we'll get a field goal for the whole rest of the game. Yeah, and then that's fair. And then Bama's Bama's just way quicker than us outside. I mean, I love Bryce Thompson and Alante Taylor. I think that's the two best corners we've had in a while. They they they're not they don't have the speed to cover Rug or uh, Devontae Smith and Eric Waddle. They really probably both belong at safety. Yeah, um, but True. I mean what. Same thing as the quarterback position. I mean, what do you get? You play what you, you have. You can't. Yeah. You can't build a house with broken tools. Yeah. That what? was a really good point by you. Thank you. Yeah. Like Thank you. You're getting it yeah, right. that, Thank you. That yeah. Good. Yeah. Wait, am I going to have to pay more? <laughs> or, or, or am I going to have to pay less? Anyways, this has been Down the and Dirty. show is what it's been. Yeah, this has been. <laughs> no, it hasn't. I think we had really good conversations. Today. Yeah. I think, Jared, great to have you as a guest, as, yeah. the, as the producer of the show, I suppose. And, uh, Paul, still think three episodes in, you haven't run out of magic yet. So. Nope, not yet. I may. 
It may so, happen. Yeah, probably once by it the end do, of the year. Once it, well, I'm going to boot camp at the end of the year, so I'll be gone for six months, and I'll, find, I'll figure out some more magic. Or I'll at least have some funny-ass stories to tell. Yeah. But anyways, this has been episode three. Jared, thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, it'll never God. happen again. Probably not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, pretty shitty. God. Three hours of radio, Josh, we just did. Hey, man, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's I mean, fun. I look forward yeah. to it every weekend. Hope you guys enjoy listening to it if you have the time in your week to listen to it. I won't even say the time in your day because if you have three hours to sit down and listen to podcasts, then you don't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> go go That's get a true. girlfriend. I mean, I can't say anything. I don't have a girlfriend, but I don't listen to podcasts for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go do something. Get Buy a fucking PlayStation or some shit. Figure out what to do with your time. Go There's drink. Some do really some shit. Yeah. There. Call me. I'm not going to say my number, but if, I mean, if you know me, call me. We'll go hang out. We'll go do something. Jared, you got any closing comments? No, I don't, but thank you for having me on the show. I had a blast. Yeah, no problem. It was right, fun. Closing comment. Hell yeah. Go goddamn balls. Yeah. Balls by fucking 90 tomorrow.